All right, everyone, welcome to today's podcast. We're going to talk about how to get yourself excited to lose weight, right? Excited, literally. Um, now, that's not usually something you kind of put together with weight loss, but we're going to talk about how to actually do that. And it really comes down to two things, right? So it is kind of the obvious step, which I think a lot of people focus on, which is the excitement of actually losing the weight, looking different, feeling better, all that great stuff. But the other side of actually getting excited about something is how much work and effort we think it's going to take on the flip side, right? So there are two sides to this equation. You've got to understand that. We can't just get focused on the one where we get really fired up um, because, you know, that might last for a day or a couple of days, um, but it's not going to last long. So I'm talking about how to get excited about losing weight and stay excited, right, for a long time. So the first part is really focusing in on, again, the benefit of it, right? All the pleasure you're going to get out of it. Now, this is something you've got to do somewhat consistently, okay? Because you'll do it one day and you'll feel really excited, but you were going to always kind of regress back to the average. And so your average in terms of weight is a reflection of how you averagely think about things, okay? So what we're looking to do is not just change your body so, so you lose weight. In order to make that happen, you need to change your thinking, and so you need to reinforce these new thoughts. You can't just have one day where you're really motivated and expect that that's going to last. It's not. You have to have a process in place to keep yourself motivated. And so you can do this very simply just by doing it regularly. But the simple questions are, what do you want? Why do you want to lose weight? Right? If you imagine yourself at your goal weight, Right? And this is a great technique to really like imagine it and put yourself into it. Again, in the Program Yourself Thin course, we're always talking about clarifying and connecting to who you want to be. And every time you do this, it just reinforces that. It makes that motivation stronger, makes that picture in your mind clearer. So why do you want to lose the weight? And not just in terms of what you're going to get away from pain-wise, although that's fine. Um, let's start there. W what pains will you be free of physically, mentally, and emotionally? So physically, what would be the difference in addition to you being lighter, looking different? What other benefits would you get out of living at your goal weight, out of achieving that? And again, it's different for each person. So you fill in the blanks. Maybe looking that way and being able to wear the clothes you want to wear is really motivating. Great. Okay. Um, give it some thought. What is the benefit of you living at your goal weight physically? Maybe your knees would feel better. Maybe your blood sugar numbers would improve. Maybe you know, the health reasons, visual, how you look reasons. Um, let's go into the mental and emotional side. This is where a lot of benefit is. Um, how would you think about yourself? Right? So I want you to give this the thought for a second because there's a good chance that you think about losing weight all the time and you think about food all the time. And so this becomes just the what you think about regularly. What would it be like to be free of that? To just be at your goal weight um, in a way that really worked for you. So you just stepped into this new identity, into this new body, into this new reality. Right? How would that feel to live as that version of you? In addition to just how you look, how would it feel to be that you? Right? It's a different version of you. It's one. It's, it's the you that's eating the right foods, <clears throat> living the right way, getting the results you truly want, and step into that feeling. Okay, and that leads us into the feelings. What emotions would you experience regularly at that weight? And that's a combination of two things. What what emotions would you be free of? Right, the frustration, the shame, the guilt, the depression, whatever, whatever emotions kind of go and coincide with the extra weight, what emotions would you feel at your goal weight, living as the best version of you, right? What would that feel like? Just take a second, let it go, relax, bring, bring the nervous system down. Let's activate the parasympathetic nervous system, calm down, right? Because a lot of those good feelings you're probably imagining are in this realm, where you just feel calm and relaxed, you're 
congruent and centered. You're connected with who you truly are, your most powerful version of you. Not just because you look a certain way, but because you are being a certain way. You're being a specific version of yourself, one that's thriving, succeeding, doing the right stuff. Feel that, right? It feels nice. Again, as I said, you can't just do this now and just expect it's going to last. You got to do this regularly. Again, the Program Yourself Think Course is the cornerstone of the program. Every night, two minutes, we're using a technique that lets us connect to this. Okay, so make sure you're regularly connecting to what the benefits are. You need to keep reinforcing that pleasure. Now, the flip side, right? What do you have to do to achieve the weight loss? This is where it gets interesting. This is where I hope, I hope, I hope, right? Everything I say that you start a different path, right? Because if you're going to go down the same path of dieting, um, your excitement ain't going to last long because <laughs> the way most people start a diet, right? Where they're trying to fix everything on day one, it's like, it's like crashing into a brick wall and there goes your excitement. So how do you deal with that? Well, I would encourage you to take this on as a real transformation process, not you trying to lose weight as quick as you can, but you creating a way of thinking, living and eating that allows you to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. And so what you're going to do is you're going to take all the excitement you just tapped into, but now you're going to use a new path to make it happen. And it's going to be a longer term path because how long do you want to experience all those wonderful feelings you just imagined? I'm going to assume you want to do that forever, right? So I want you to start thinking in terms of years, right? What would it be like next year at this time if you stayed on a consistent path of living healthier, thinking better, becoming the true version of you, the most powerful version of you? If you consistently day after day took steps in that direction, where would you be 365 days from now? Not 365% better because every percentage improves the percentages before it. So it's exponential. And so if you start thinking longer term, you don't have to make it a miserable process starting tomorrow. It could be something comfortable and simple starting tomorrow that brings you in that direction. It may be going for walks. It may be drinking more water. It may be eating more fruit. It may be saying no to the second helpings, right? It could be anything, but make it comfortable. And then once you get used to that, then you add a little more to it and you improve on it just like you'd improve on anything else in your life, systematically and intelligently. And before you know it, you're a completely different person. And this is how you stay excited. This is how you get fired up and really want to do it genuinely. Okay, it's both of these, these things here, all right? So give yourself a little bit of time, connect into the pleasure some more and really take a few moments and think about what would a longer term time frame look like? What would it be like if I was still at this next year at this time? Start extending that time frame intentionally because that's, that's again, that, again, we're just like stretching our mind. That's how you stretch your mind to think about weight loss in a different way is start to extend that time frame in which you're thinking of, all right? And once you do all this stuff, I think you're gonna find that you can get very excited to lose weight and you can maintain it, all right? So good luck with that. Um, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Um, how to stop eating junk food that is a good question. Um, you know, how do you stop doing it, right? It, it's not just one thing. Again, what I would suggest, if you're serious about it, I mean, you could just stop eating it, right? Okay, great. And that'll last for a couple days, right? So I would rather look at the patterns of eating junk food, okay? Because you're not eating junk food all day and night long, right? It, it's happening at certain periods, you know, probably in the afternoon, probably at night, you know? And I would start to look at when the most junk food is being eaten, pattern-wise, habitually. And then I would go start to work on that. So where is the worst and the most junk food being eaten? Is it at night? Is it in the afternoon? Is it after lunch? Where? And then I would focus in on that because that, after, that at night junk food eating is probably happening multiple nights a week. 
And so I would chunk that behavior down from being like, oh, every day I got to stop myself eating junk food to I really want to work on my nighttime junk food snacking. I, I want to reduce it and maybe eventually eliminate it. It's up to you. But hear what I'm saying. The main thing, more important than the specific tactic I could give you is the strategy, is the process you'd use to actually do it. And the key thing I'm suggesting here is not that you just cut it out cold turkey, right? That's, I don't know, I have not seen that work long-term very often. And instead I would strategically approach it. I'd start to gain some awareness of when am I eating the junk food? What, what's going on here, you know? Um, specifically, what mood am I in? Um, what other alternatives do I have at that time? What are some healthier options? Um, how could I eat some less of it? You know what I mean? There's a lot of different ways you can go at it. And when you give yourself more options, you can choose the option that's most appealing to you, right? Because again, the idea that you're just gonna stop it instantly is the hardest one, you know, because you're just using willpower to stop yourself. And so we wanna be more strategic and have a couple different options available to us in different situations. You know, when you first start a diet, the first couple of days, you're fired up with all the motivation, right? And willpower, but that doesn't last. So again, you wanna recognize, you wanna have some strategies for when you're really fired up and motivated. And then you wanna have some strategies, most importantly, for when you're not fired up and motivated. What are you gonna do in those situations, right? And chances are you probably have zero strategy in that situation, you know? I've got multiple ones. And so I'm not always this willpower master, not at all. What happens is I've got an abundance of strategies available to me. And so if I'm really focused and motivated, I can use a willpower, great. But if I'm not, I'm feeling tired, feeling wobbly, a little, little you know, sad, whatever the emotions are, I'm getting kind of hungries. Um, I've got other strategies I can use and they almost always serve me. Yeah, sometimes I eat the food, you know, but, but very less and less and less and less and less constantly over the years, All right? So that'd be my suggestion. Um, to not think about losing weight probably be the first time in my life would feel amazing. Jessica, all right, so you, you bring me to my main point that I always wanna make, because I wanna point this out, that in Program Yourself Thin, it's an inside out approach to mastering your weight, to living at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. So it's important to understand, if you say to yourself, wow, I've probably never in my life not thought about losing weight. What you have to understand is that is your mindset, that is your mental programming, and you're always thinking about losing weight. And it presupposes that you're overweight, right? You can only lose weight if you're overweight, right? So a lot of your presuppositions, the way you think about yourself, you think about yourself as an overweight person. Your identity is that of an overweight person. Your neural connections of the thoughts you have, of the memories you remember, of the questions you ask, of the feelings you have, are all based around being an overweight person, okay? And so what I'm suggesting you, what we do in the program is it's a process of becoming the person you want to be, which is not an overweight person. You wanna be at your goal weight. And that version of you thinks completely different. I don't think about losing weight. I think about living healthy and eating healthy, but I don't think about losing weight because I'm at my goal weight. Now you're saying, well, what are you talking about? This is just semantics. It's not. Your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. Right? If I tell you don't think about, don't think about what I'm about to tell you. Don't think about a banana. What are you thinking about? A banana, right? And so what you're doing in your mind, you don't realize it because you think you're trying to figure it all out, but you're constantly thinking of yourself as an overweight person in every thought you have, and you're manifesting that. It's, it's, it, I don't want to use the word manifest. I don't want to get a lot of attraction stuff, but you're literally, you're practicing constantly by thinking about how to lose weight. You're thinking of yourself as an overweight person, and so you need to change that. It needs to change the internal dialogue, how you speak to yourself, what questions you ask, um, what you say about yourself. And I know at first, again, program yourself thin, we, we transform ourselves through imagination, 
That's the language of the subconscious. And so you go into it and say, what would it feel like to naturally, because again, losing weight is a result. It's, a, it's an outcome. It's a reflection of how you habitually eat. Your eating is a reflection of how you habitually think. So we always start, most of your thinking is in, term, in response to questions. So when you want to change your thinking, the best way to do it is to change the questions you're asking. And so you're asking questions like, why can't I lose weight? What's wrong with me? Why don't I ever stick to a plan? I've been thinking about this my whole life. I'm never going to change this. And you're always asking questions revolving around the problem. So the new questions become, how can I live at my goal weight? You know, how can I eat easily and effortlessly? You know, how can I be a slim, healthy person I want to be? Who's the most powerful Jessica that I can imagine? How can I be that? How can I be that person? What's one small thing I can do to be that? You, so you see what I'm saying like the questions dictate the thoughts and the thoughts ultimately dictate the behaviors. But you can see now, I, at the very least, I hope I can just show you there's a different path to get on. Start it right now. <laughs> there's no, again, what happens is we keep asking, well, what's wrong with me? How come I don't lose the weight? How come I can't stick to anything? We think we're going to have this cognitive breakthrough that's going to change everything. But, but it's not true. What's happening is all that thinking is literally programming you. So there, there, there is no point where you get some magical answer and everything changes. It's a point where you realize, holy shit, I'm programming myself to be overweight because that's all I think about. And we switch it. We just, we just decide to switch it. And you can do this now. Like if you, go to my, um, if you go to my bio and click that link, you go get a hypnosis session. I give it to you for free. And it's literally, it's the new thin me. So it's, it's, it's to help you start thinking, feeling, and really connecting to what it's like to be that person you want to be. Because right now you can't even connect to it just to prove a point, you know, which is why it's not happening. You don't like being overweight, but you're familiar and comfortable with it, you see? And so remember, your brain's main job is to be a prediction machine, to predict what's coming so we can survive. And in order to be the best predictor, our subconscious mind wants everything to be the status quo. We want everything to be the same. Even if we hate the weight, we're familiar with it, okay? So you have to understand that you need to, part of the process of mastering your weight from going from overweight to being at your goal weight is changing the way you think and really connecting to what would it be? It's like learning another language in a way. It's easier than that, but it, it's, it's in the same ballpark. And so it becomes, how can I be the person I want to be? And just keep on thinking about that. So, so I hope that, and, and I'm glad it would feel amazing. So keep thinking about that stuff. I'm at my lowest weight now. Nice job, Jill. <laughs> Jill's killing it. And Jill, I got your question. I'm going to get, I'm going to get to you because I do have a, I do have a certification program for programming yourself then coaches. So I will let you know about that. Um, and great job, Jill. You're doing awesome. Ah, there's Vicky. I didn't know it. Ah, did you? Ah, you did. Oh, Vicky. I, I was thinking about that. I was like, should I say a different word? I'm like, I don't see Vicky. I'm going to say it. <laughs> what makes you so interested in weight loss? I mean, you do this job for years. I wonder what's the motivation behind it. Um, Cena, that's my daughter's name. It's spelled a little different. That's crazy. I've never seen very many Cenas. Um, my motivation really comes from my father. You know, my father died at 54 of a heart attack. I was nine. You know, the defining traumatic moment of my life, you know, you could say. And, um, he was obese, you know, technically. Again, now looking at him, you know, it's not like he was, it was morbidly obese, but he was absolutely medically obese, <clears throat> had health issues, you know, you know, ate a lot, you know, just the, the whole thing. And I knew back then it was, it was partly his weight and lifestyle at, at the very least, you know, contributed to that heart attack. And um, I remember that at nine, I was like, I'm never going to go down a path, you know. Ten years later, I was 50 pounds heavier. I was binge drinking. I was just out of control. And so, you know, I always tell this story, but I, I took a semester off from college and just, it was literally the, the universe just smiling on me. And um, I came across all within like a month or two, meditation, yoga, hypnosis, neurolinguistic programming, Tony Robbins, martial arts and guitar, no kidding. And um, I don't know, it just hit me at the right time. And it's just like, it was transformative. 
And it really put me on a completely different path in life. I mean, I was going to school for finance and investments and I was like, oh my goodness, like this is what I love, you know? And so I just was, I've been obsessed with it. And I, you know, I lost the weight and that was important to me, but the weight loss part of it, it really is, I look at weight loss as life and death. You know what I mean? Obviously based on my, my experience. Um, like I always, I want you to look good in a bathing suit too, you know, but it, it's really life and death. Um, I think you, not, not how you look, but like when you're in control of your eating, your thoughts, your body, your health, and you're influencing, you're living at a high level. Um, I always say, you want to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. So I want you to live at the highest level possible. I want you to live as long as you can, and I want you to live the best life you possibly can. And it really is a mission for me, like no no question about it. And that's why I do all these videos and I do lives all the time. I do all this stuff. Um, you know, I've got a coaching program too, but I do a lot of stuff for free just because I really, it's just a mission. I, I don't want, it's the worst you know, as you can imagine, you know, it, it's, it's bad when you lose someone you love, but it's worse when you lose someone you love at 54, right? That's young. And I'm nine, my brother's six. And it's like, it didn't have to happen. You know, I think that's the worst part of it all. And so, you know, that's where it all comes from for me. Um, I can lose weight. I just can't stick to the diet. I look at myself sabotaging my progress. Why? That's a great question, and I'm going to reframe that for you. I don't think you're sabotaging yourself. I think to, in order to understand my answer, you need to understand that your mind, you have a conscious and a subconscious mind. The conscious part of your mind is your prefrontal cortex. It's about 10% of your brain. Um, it's where the part of you that knows you should lose weight, knows why you should lose weight, knows what you should do, tries to get you to do it. That's where your willpower is. And then there's your subconscious mind, which is 90% of your brain anatomically. And this is the part that runs all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, okay? So when you go on a diet, basically what you're doing is you're using this willpower, this, this small part of your brain to try and fight against your subconscious programming, your, your eating habits, your lifestyle habits, how you think, you know? And you try and fight against it and repress it. And you're usually able to do that for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks, and then you just can't keep it up because the, the subconscious part of your mind is, is run mostly on autopilot, you know? You don't have to remember to eat the ice cream at night right? <laughs> you don't have to remind yourself. They just automatically do it. So your subconscious mind is run on autopilot. And your conscious mind, you have to be very, very aware. It takes a lot more energy to run your conscious mind than your subconscious mind. So when you're trying to lose weight, what you're doing is you're using your conscious mind to fight against your subconscious mind. And it just, it's not up for the task. So what you're calling sabotage, I'm just calling, you know, willpower exhaustion. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's not even willpower exhaustion. It's just, you're not, you're not set up that way. You're set up to be on autopilot. Your, your brain is not designed for you to be mindful and conscious all day long. <laughs> if it was, life would be a hell of a lot easier, right? If we just did what we should do, like, like that, that life would be a lot easier. But we don't. We do dumb shit that we shouldn't do and we don't want to do. Wow. Because your subconscious mind's in control. And your subconscious mind's not logical and rational like your conscious mind. Your subconscious mind's really associative or Pavlovian. It just links things together. So it's like, yeah, you know, you want to lose weight and you shouldn't eat ice cream if you want to lose weight, but your subconscious mind's like, okay, it's eight o'clock. Holy shit. What a day. This was hard. The, you know, the high point of my day here is sitting on the sofa and eating ice cream. Let's just do this. It feels good. You know what I mean? That's how it's thinking. So, um, so I don't think of it as sabotage. You know what I mean? I just think if it's a natural, you know, kind of end point that at some point you consciously just, you get tired, you get bored, you get sick, you get distracted. Next thing you're just, you're doing back to your normal stuff because you've done this, right? where you've, you've been real intense with your diet and you lose some weight, 
Um, and then you always go, just go back to how you used to be, right? Your behaviors are always staying the same. So anyways, program yourself. Then what we're looking to do is use your conscious mind to program your subconscious mind, to reprogram it. So you start naturally and automatically doing the things, thinking, doing, and eating the way that a thin person does on autopilot. That's the key thing. I'm not sitting here consciously throughout my day picking all the foods. I, so I, I'll give you an example of what this feels like. It's brushing your teeth. Right, so brushing your teeth is an automated habit. It's a subconscious habit. You don't really have to think about it. You just do it automatically when you wake up and go to bed whenever you do it. And um, it's mostly, it's mostly on autopilot, right? You're somewhat aware of it a little bit, but it's primarily an automated behavior. And that's one that you installed. You know, your parents helped you install. Now it just runs automatically. So it's basically that idea, just with more behaviors and, and um, you know, thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that lead you to be the, the way you want to be. But we want to program into your subconscious mind so they just run on autopilot. That, that's the goal. Um, <laughs> that's so funny, Mickey. Uh, you must have just, you might need your ears, your ears like wiggle a little bit. Like, oh, I see Jim's on. <laughs> Banana. Just totally agree. My mind is not used to positive thinking towards myself. Yeah, Jessica, right? Exactly. Ex that's exactly it. It's not used to positive thinking towards yourself. And that's what you need to change. Um, do you have advice for someone who has reached their goals but became overly obsessed with exercise? Um, yeah, I do. I say the same thing to anyone, whether they're getting obsessed with the food or the exercising. Um, I think it's important in this situation to have a, clear, a, a clearer, more well-formed outcome, which is just a better goal. And so I don't think the goal should ever just be physical. I think, I think that's a path of, of problems, to just make it about a weight, to just make it about kind of physical you know, body fat percentage, muscle gains, things like that. And I think you want to give it more meaning. And the meaning I always aim for is this. It's simple. Is even, even let, me, let me back this up. When I say the word thin, what I mean specifically is you at your goal weight, okay? And what I mean by goal weight is the weight that makes you the healthiest and the happiest, the weight that gives you the best quality of life. And so I would apply the same thing to your health um, or, or your exercise. Which exercise gives you the best quality of life? Because that takes into account that there's other pieces there, right? If we get so obsessed with exercising that relations start, relationships start suffering that are important to us, well, now all of a sudden the quality of life starts dipping, you see? And so I think if, you, if your North Star that you're aiming at is the best quality of life possible, I think that naturally kind of brings in more balance. And so, so that's, that's what I would suggest to you as a first step. And then obviously, if you take that into account and um, you know, move forward with that, you know, we, we could talk about that. Um, Julie, thank you. I love to help others. This isn't just weight loss; it's a total life-changing program. Yeah, Jill. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely. I'll, I'll let you know all about it. I just that's what I spent last year. I spent the whole year certifying a group um, of program yourself and coaches. So yeah, I'll, I'll be. Um, I'll be in touch with you about that. Um, Don says I lost my mom when she was fifty-six, and also avoidable. So I resonate. Yeah, you get it, right, Don? So that's what I mean. It's um, you know, I always say that with you know, we're we're living in a trance. You know, as a culture. When it comes to food, we're, we're living in a food trance. You know, I mean, think about, geez, you're, you're seeing millions and millions of food ads in your life. You know, each, you have to think of every commercial is like a hypnosis session, you know? And so they're always trying to influence, influence how you think about the food, um, minimizing the effects it has on you, getting really focused on the pleasure of just eating it. It's just, it's a whole thing. And so, um, you know, like like even now with the, with the, the way we eat, um, I mean, geez, you know, I, I gotta, you gotta see the numbers of like uh, how the, the, the increases in, in obesity and diabetes, type two diabetes, at least in America. I mean, it's, it's absolutely jaw dropping. 
And so it's like for that to happen, it's not just that there's a lot of food around now. It's that the way we think has been influenced, you know, because it's literally life and death. It's like, again, I go back to cigarettes. Cigarettes is probably the most clear thing where it's like for a lot of time, people didn't associate with cigarettes like that they were harmful. They didn't associate lung cancer with cigarettes, which seems crazy now. Um, so, you know, the way we think about the food that we're eating and put in our body, we've been conditioned systematically to minimize the effects. Oh, sugar's fun. It's for you. And so it's candy and bright colors and youthfulness. And, um, you know, so, so we all have like odd responses, unnatural responses to these foods. And um, I think it's important to reframe that. Um, Chuck says, can you recommend any books to reinforce? Oh, and you're welcome. Um, what's that say? Flicks? Flicks I flicks. Flicks I flicks. <laughs> what does that mean? Can you recommend any books to reinforce the thought process? Oh, yeah. Um, what do I like? What are some of my favorites? I, I love the NLP books, Using Your Brain for a Change, Frogs and a Princess. I love that. Transformations was good, depending on how deep you want to go. Tony Robbins, Personal Power book. I'm a big fan of that book. Really good. Um, that's probably the best NLP book for like personal development stuff. I think it's real good. Um, Awaken the Giant Within, right? That was a good one. Uh, the thought process I'm talking about, to be honest, I mean, it is literally, I read 50 books a year and I've been doing that for a long time. So I really, again, I follow Bruce Lee's philosophy of take what works, discard the rest and create your own system. And so that's really where I'm at. So yeah, the books I recommend kind of depend on where I'm at. I just read The Willpower Instinct. I thought that was great. Definitely would recommend that one. Um, and so, yeah, I'd start with those. Um, what you do to be thin, do you still eat junk food or snacking? Yeah, yeah, I, I still, again, I do, I follow a 5-2 plan. So I, um, I eat, my, my goal, my intention is to eat fi clean five days of the week, right, Monday through Friday afternoon, and then I eat for pleasure on the weekends, basically. And so, um, you know, but, but it, you know, I was thinking, I tell you, like, like, the other part of the 5-2 plan, and it's never 100%, like, I'm never, when I'm clean, I'm never, like, 100% clean. It's just the intention. I'm pretty clean, though. Um, and then on the weekend, when it's for pleasure, I'm not going crazy, you know, but everything's relative, you know? So if you eat five days of a week really clean, when you have that pleasure eating, you're not going bonkers. You're eating more, you know, sugar or snacks or whatever than you typically do, but it's not like way off the charts, you know? So yeah, so I, again, I, what I would refer to is I call this strategic eating. I think you need to eat strategically. You need to structure your eating in some way, you know, because the, the point of this is, and this is so different than a diet. I, when people start my program, I don't just give them a diet plan to follow because that's so short-sighted. What you've got to do is you've got to structure your reading so it's consistent. That, that's the one thing. Like I always say there's no right or wrong. It's only what works for you. But you, I, the one thing I, you've got to do, I, I've not ever seen anyone change their weight without structuring their reading in some way. You know, so you need that structure so that you can start to put cause and effect together so that when you're eating regularly, you start to be able to gain more awareness of what the impact of the food is on you physically, mentally, and emotionally, start to notice your patterns, what's triggering them and um, give your brain some pre-programming, you know, and we're working on, I don't get too far into this, but, but dopamine manipulation is, is involved with this. Again, it's very structural, but if you're just, if you're just going to eat based on like if you don't, if you're overweight right now and you want to lose weight, you're you're not just going to be like, oh, I'm just going to eat better. That's just never going to work. And I'm just going to start following my extreme plan tomorrow. That's probably not going to work either. So again, the step becomes first is recognizing how you typically eat, seeing the pattern. I promise you, there's a pattern there. And once you recognize the pattern, then now you can be strategic. Now you can start to strategically start to optimize your eating. So. 
Um, but yeah, I still eat junk food a lot. I don't do I eat junk food. I don't eat much junk food. Like I don't eat any fast food. Um, I really don't like to eat that stuff, you know, because I don't, it's, it's literally, you got to understand anything that's processed, all the processed foods at this point, it's, you've got to upgrade your, your thinking here. This isn't, again, it's just like cigarettes. You know, at one point cigarettes, everyone's growing tobacco. Um, they cure it, shave it up and then put it in a cigarette. Okay. And, but then all of a sudden they start getting very, very smart about the chemists got involved and they start adding ammonia into the cigarette. So it gets absorbed quicker, you know, chemicals and all this other stuff in same things going on with the food. We started off with real food and they made it into processed food. that was real, still real food. We've far past that point. Now we're now at the point where, you know, there's like 30 shapes of, sh of salt because <laughs> it affects your tongue. To I mean, there's chemists making your food. It's chemists, PhD chemists with million dollar budgets to create the most addictive um, food they can make. That, that's it. We all know that, right? And so um, I don't like to eat a lot of processed food because, you know, they have that thing, bet you can't eat just one. Yeah, they're going to win that bet every time. It's like the casino. So I don't want to play that game. So I don't eat a lot of junk food because I don't want to deal with the bullshit. Every time I eat junk food, I want more junk food, you know? So I really do steer clear of it. And in my pleasure days, I'm eating still mostly natural foods. I'm eating higher calorie, more carbs, you know, that type of stuff. Um, and, and there's some junk food a little bit, but I really just don't like to eat it. It's like doing drugs. It's like people say, oh, how do I handle, uh, you know, sugar cravings? Well, it's like someone saying, how do I handle cocaine cravings? Well, what do you think? <laughs> it's different. I, I know they're different. Like sugar and cocaine are obviously different, but, um, but ultimately, you know, it's really, it's kind of key that you start to realize these substances are very, very addictive. And what are you going to do against them? Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not a weak person because you're addicted to them. They're, they're drug-like substances, you know? I mean, again, you should read, like, Salt, Sugar, Fat is a good book to kind of give you some perspective on what you're up against because you have no clue. If you haven't read that book, if you haven't read any books like that, and you're just kind of, like, living in the world, you literally have no idea. I mean, I studied this stuff for forever, and I didn't know. It's just um, they got a list of, like, seven things they're looking to— there's, like, mouthfeel, meltdown, bliss points— um, the, the palatability of the foods, the flavor hit. I mean, it's just, they got to, it's scientific. And I don't know if I'm not a scientist, you know what I mean? So it's like, when I see science people on their stuff, they're super smart with this shit <laughs> and it's too much. I, I don't know. I, I'm knowing everything I know about food. I can't eat that shit regularly and still control my weight. You know, it hijacks my brain, hijacks my body. So be careful with the junk food, everyone. All right. Um, and snacking again, I don't want to snack. I, I look to snack as little as possible. So if I'm hungry though, and I feel like I want to snack somewhere between a meal during the week when I'm in my clean period, I'll snack on, on whole foods. You know, that's the deal I make with myself, but it's a, it's a deal I'm happy to make. Cause I feel amazing, you know, and I'm not hungry. I want to make that clear. You, you got to manage your hunger. You can't be hungry and lose weight. I don't think, um, five days clean cheese, pleasure foods. Yep. 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 Oh, thinking fast and slow. Yep. Yep. You know, I was going to mention that too, but I was like, eh. If you're, I don't know where you're at with everything because thinking fast and slow is a meaty read. I mean, that, that's a, that, that's such a great book though. That, that's a big part, you know, like, like that was one of the first books I read that really scientifically explained a lot of how I talk about things kind of anecdotally, anecdotally with, um, hypnosis, right? So they had the system, you know, system one, system two, but, but that's what they're referring to the conscious subconscious mind. And so I, I'm a huge fan of that book. So that's, I'm glad you wrote that. That is a super duper book. And, um. Yeah, that, that really gives you a lot of in-depth understanding of what we're talking about in a, in a more scientific way. But that's a great book to read. Um, 
another book, you know, it's not mindset wise, but it's a book that was transformative for me. And I read a lot of books. So anything that's transformative to me, I really recommend highly was how not to die. I think that that was, um, that was a great one. All right. Um, your videos are ingrained in my head. I'm down 10 pounds. <laughs> hey, nice job, Pamela. That's awesome. Yeah, folks. You know what I mean? Like, like that's why I get, I put this stuff out here for free, you know? Um, I got a program too, you know, which is the same. It's ingraining everything I'm saying into your, your brain in a very structured, systematic way. But um, I, I share everything with you, you know? I, again, I, I put it all out here for you. I, this is really life or death for me. I, this is kind of my mission, you know? I want to help you. So Pamela, great job. That's awesome. Let me take a picture of that. Let this screenshot these. Um, Jilly says, I heard Starbucks thought, how can we bring people in? Mm, coffee, oh, add sugar, bingo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I... People with the coffee, you know, I always think that's funny that people calling like milkshakes coffee is, you, you can't do that. You know what I mean? Talking about like, um, talking about like how we frame things, you know, people go, oh, I get my morning coffee. Well, if your morning coffee is half cream and half sugar and half coffee, that's a milkshake, you know, call it a milkshake. Um, how can I lose weight with having an empty cella? I don't know what an empty cella is. Empty cella. That was probably a mis thing, but it could be some word I don't know of. Yeah, let me know what cella is, and I'll, and I'll do my best to answer that. You know, I, I made a video, and I, I knew this was... <laughs> I love my morning milkshake. <laughs> Which, by the way, I mean, if you want to have a milkshake in the morning with a coffee thing, it's, um again, I always say there's three hours of, of, of weight loss, right? There's reduce, replace, remove. And um, um, remove is the hardest one. You know what I mean? That's what everyone wants to do, just like cut it out completely. And I mean, that's going to be the fastest results, but it's also the hardest one. So I like to have like alternatives. And um, so remove, replace, uh, reduce, replace are the two that sometimes are easier. You know, anything that's that's better is moving in the right direction. You know, that's the idea. When you, progress over perfection, um, just consistently being better day after day. You know, that long term time frame, we don't have to take everything on it all, all at once. People with the weight loss are just so impatient and they overwhelm themselves by trying to fix everything on day one. You know, if you get nothing else out of what I'm saying, just stop doing that alone. Um, it's just, it's asinine and stupid. But again, we, we're just been conditioned to just be like, oh, that's how you do it. Cause that's, we're just constantly giving that message, you know? Um, what's the healthiest pre-workout drink for energy? I don't know. I'm not really a workout expert in any way. Um, I did do a series a while ago, The Elite Body, where I interviewed some of the top trainers and, and nutritionists on the planet. That was really interesting. Um, did I ever ask Matt? I don't remember that. So I, I, I couldn't I couldn't answer that for you. Sorry. Um, it's lodged in the brain. Um, Natara, I'm sorry. I, I don't know enough about that. I would. Um, I, I don't I don't know enough about that to talk to that. Sorry. But I will say, I mean, it's, it's the same answers for everyone. You know, li listen, there's there's action and acceptance. Those are the two forces of loving your body, right? It's, it's taking the proper actions and doing them consistently. And then at some point, we are who we are as well. You know, and there's the acceptance piece. We want to work on both of those. Um, so not knowing exactly what, what your situation is. It, it's the, I mean, I don't have, like, I, I got genetic cholesterol stuff going on. But um, whether it's menopause, hormonal issues, PCOS, Hashimoto's, any of it, um, I really, I think there should be a, a lifestyle piece. You know, there's always, there's three pillars to your weight mastery. Mindset, I'm making a pyramid shape. Mindset on the bottom is the most important, then lifestyle, and then the eating strategies. But without the lifestyle, 
I don't know. It makes everything hard, and a lot of times you don't get the results you can truly get. So when I say lifestyle, I'm talking about proper sleep, proper hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, nourishing your body with solid food, movement, meditation, gratitude. So again, not really understanding what that is um, with the brain that you're dealing with. I can almost guarantee you that focusing on those those lifestyle habits I just mentioned will at least help you. You know, they're not going to hurt you. And so whatever your situation is, it, it can help that. You know. Um, sometimes I think that without sugar, I can't live. I don't know what to do. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that's fair. I mean, again, you know, to, that just kind of highlights to some degree that the whole weight thing is, is, you know, revolving around addiction. You know what I mean? Um, and so it, it's, I'll tell you, man, like, the weight thing is just so unique. It's so profoundly unique because it, it, it's like drug addictions, you know, but it's not because those you can just stop and never do them again. You know, this one here, we're kind of always interfacing with the addictive substance. So it's, it's very, very unique. Um, I think it's interesting that you say that, you know, because um, without the sugar, I can't live. I don't know what to do. You know, th that does get to the beliefs we have about these foods. You know, those are the beliefs that, that usually accompany addiction. You know, what's addiction on the simplest level? To me, I always think of it as like when we think something that's harming us is actually really pleasurable. You know, and so um, how to reframe sugar? I, I don't know. Like part of it, I would suggest I would suggest this. Take 10 minutes, 15 minutes and go to YouTube and search how sugar is made, you know, just as a starting point. Then do another one and see like how sugar affects the body in the first 15 minutes or whatever. One of those videos. And I think part of that just helps you start thinking about differently. See if that, that helps you at all. Think differently about it. Um, yeah, Jill says, yeah, I used to just cut it out, right? It don't work. The one that struck a chord was the video where you talked about the consequences of losing weight. Um, oh, the positive ones. Yeah, 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 right, I know. And that's that's another cornerstone of my program. It's it's really pleasure-based motivation, right? Because all your motivation to lose weight is always wrapped around pain. You step on the scale, see a picture of yourself, um, clothes don't fit, someone says something shitty to you, I gotta go to the doctors. And it's like, it's all this pain you feel and you freak out and say, that's it, I gotta lose the weight. And then you do some really extreme thing and um, it doesn't last. So ironically, like the pain that actually, or the, the, the motivation that really lasts to help you really master your weight is pleasure-based motivation. And what that is exactly what you're talking about, where you're clarifying, connecting the person you wanna be. You're connecting to that. You're stepping into that version of you you wanna be. And when you do that consistently, my program, we do that every night. It's a two-minute technique you use because you connect to who you wanna be. And you really, it's like a commercial for your best self, right? Think about that. You're surrounded by what commercials for shitty stuff that's going to mess your life up, right? And, um, or at least not make it any better, really, you know, past a momentary pleasure. And so there's no commercial for you to be the best version of yourself. You know what I mean? Like, like to, to really hold that up and, and focus on it. Cause that's what creates motivation is consistency. You know what I mean? Like looking at that thing. So um, that's interesting that that works so well for you because that's what we use in the program. It's um, We do use the redo and rehearsal technique. So the redo part is you kind of go back over the day and you can either correct something or install something. So you work on it that way. But then it always follows up with a rehearsal technique, which is where you're connecting to the person you want to be. You're jazzing yourself up. You're getting motivated about that. And then you're you're kind of, you know, anticipating tomorrow and kind of programming tomorrow, tomorrow you want to have, you know, because we all have some idea how tomorrow's going to go. We all pre-program our lives, you know, like tomorrow's going to be Tuesday. You have a pretty good idea how tomorrow's going to go from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. Pretty accurate. And within that, you have a pretty good idea how you're going to eat, you know, all of it. And um, so it's helpful to kind of do that um, consistently, play tomorrow through as the person you want to be and connect to the person you want to be consistently because that's how you build up the neural pathways the muscle memory 
of being the person you want to be. Hope that makes sense. Is raw honey better than sugar in our coffee? Um, that's a good question, and I guess it depends on what you mean by better. Um, I, I mean, raw honey to me, I'll take every day over sugar. Um, now, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, like there's, you know, does it spike blood sugar? Probably. Does it spike it in the same way? Is it handled differently in the body? I believe it would be. It's just a much more natural substance we've evolved with, you know? So I'm don't, don't listen to me. I'm not a nutritionist in that sense, but... Um, how I make decisions, you know what I mean? How I look at it. I've been on a little bit of a honey kick myself. Um, raw, raw honey, raw natural honey. But it's like, if it's something natural, I will, I tend to like be okay with it. Now I'm not gonna eat a lot of honey. You know what I mean? I don't want to put a bunch of sugar in my, my body, but, um, I would definitely take sugar over, I mean, a honey over, over sugar, you know, just based on that thinking I just laid out for you. So that resonates with you, go with it. Um, you know, and if it doesn't, then, then just leave it. Um, I researched that it causes weight gain and I've been really wanting to lose weight. I also had PCOS, had a history of cholesterol. Um, I know, Natara, all I can tell you is this, because I just put a video out here like that if you're overweight, it's it's because you're overeating. Now, what does that mean? I don't, I don't, part of me doesn't like making videos like that because I don't like to simplify something and I know, I know what I'm doing, but I, I make it because I think there's a lot more people out there that have this little this belief in the back of their head, oh, I'm in a menopause, I can't lose weight. Oh, I got this hormonal thing, I can't lose weight. And um, I definitely think there's, there's absolutely physical things that can make your weight loss a lot slower. Like, there's no question about it. However, ultimately, the amount of calories you're bringing in, you know, is the number one thing that you can influence to change your weight, you know, regardless of all those things. Now, again, I think you should have that lifestyle piece in your situation should be the primary focus. I would focus on the lifestyle piece before I even got to the weight. I would create a solid foundation of lifestyle. So my sleeping improves, my hydration's good, I'm more relaxed and calm, I'm breathing more properly, I'm nourishing my body with high quality nourishment, I'm moving more and I'm comfortable and connected to my body, I'm meditating, quieting my mind down, increasing my self-awareness, and I'm feeling more grateful, okay? And I would get that down and then I would go to work on the eating. And um, you know, even if you don't end up losing the weight you want, you're still gonna feel a lot better. Uh, my cholesterol has gone down during this program. That's right, yeah, Jill, yeah, I know you said that, that's great. I'm always craving something to eat. Yep. I need to get some weight done. I'm tired of focusing on dieting. Yeah, I mean, the dieting focus is the biggest shift. I, I can't, I always say this, and I can't explain it scientifically, but I've seen it so many times in my program where people, they got this diet mindset, and they're just thinking like a dieter. And it, I don't know, sometimes it takes different amounts of time, but usually four or five weeks, it kind of comes to roost, you know? And they're like, I haven't lost any weight yet. And I said, well, how you how you living? How you feeling? I said, I feel amazing. I feel great. I've been sleeping better and this is better and this is better and this is better. But the weight's not coming down. And I said, well, what are you going to do? You know, you, you're going to quit because you're going to lose weight and you're going to start another diet or you're just going to keep going? Like, I'm going to keep going because I am feeling good and we'll see what happens. And it's kind of like once they just like kind of let the dieting stuff go, they, they start losing weight. And it's anecdotal, I know, but um, I think I, what I think it is, I think it's partly cortisol. I think people get so obsessed with losing weight that they actually stress themselves out. And I think when they finally just let that go and just be like, holy shit, I feel a lot better. I was realizing that the other day, like it's not hard to feel a fucking lot better. <laughs> like you feel like shit. I know this because my life, like my focus, the eating's kind of done for me. You know what I mean? Like I, I still am always tracking it, but it's like, I'm, I'm pretty good with my eating. It's the lifestyle piece. That's where a lot of my energy goes to. 
It's really like optimizing my lifestyle, my sleep, my hydration, my relaxation, my movement, my nourishment, you know, these are the things I'm focused on. And it's like, if you just focus, a, if you're the average person, if you just focus a little bit on those things, I mean, it is just a profound improvement in how you feel. Like, it's not hard to feel a fucking million times better for the average American. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. And then, you know, once you feel better, guess what? Then it's a lot easier to lose weight, right? Because if you're in a chronic state of stress, sleep deprivation, dehydration, <laughs> you're not nourishing your body, you're not moving much, your mind's just all over the place. Like, how are you going to lose weight? Like, you, you know what I mean? You can't even, you're in a, a super impulsive state. You're in a craving state where you're craving everything. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't even know. If you took, if you wiped out my lifestyle, maybe not live that way, my eating strategy would just fall apart. My, my mindset, I don't think that would get me through the day. The lifestyle piece, I'm telling you, I think of it like this, right? Again, I told you, like, pyramid shape. Bottom level's mindset. Next level's um, lifestyle. And then the eating. And I think of it like a tree. I think of, like, the ground is here. And below the ground is the mindset. And above the ground is lifestyle. And then the eating. And to me, the, the lifestyle piece is, is the trunk and, the, and it's all the, all the branches. And the, the eating's kind of the, the leaves. And so everyone just wants to focus on the eating part. But your lifestyle is probably shit. I mean, just if you're the average American, you know, you're probably just exhausted, dehydrated, stressed out, eating like shit, not moving, mind all over the place, ungrateful, probably. You know what I mean? I'm not putting that. If that's not you, great, okay? But it probably is. And so it's like those things are relatively pretty easy to, to you don't have to be perfect with them, but to, to vastly improve them, like, like you could feel amazing without losing a single pound by changing those. But- once you're more rested, once you're more hydrated, once you're more relaxed, once you've nourished yourself a bit, once you're moving a little more, guess what? Like that all supports you in eating better and losing weight. It, it, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like if I say it out loud, I'm like, Jesus. I, <laughs> I teach. I don't know. It, it's just, you know what I mean? Like, like listen, you're, you're all screwed up because you've got a diet mentality. You know what I mean? A whole lifetime of diets in your head conditioning how to think and look at all this stuff. It's got you twisted upside down. You know, it ain't rocket science. That's the crazy part. That's why I say that I had to make the video. Like if you're overweight, it's because you're overeating. And then I have to say, cause I've made videos like that before. And people are like, Oh yeah. What about this? What about this? And I had to put the part, well, what if I dropped you off in the woods for two months? And I say that because I used to watch a show called alone. Don't know if you ever watched this. If you've not, you should specifically for the reason I'm going to say here, we live in such an unnatural, I mean, this might as well be, we live in an alien world almost at this point. Like we're so disconnected from nature that we're almost living in like this artificial alien world. And the way we eat is so disconnected from actual nature of how we would eat in a normal world that I need to say, I'd drop you off in the woods for two months. Who, who am I dropping off in the woods for two months who's not gonna come back losing weight? Because on a loan, that is the number one problem they have is that they lose all the weight. It's basically a game of see who can lose the weight the slowest, you know? And so um, someone says to me, they go, oh, well, if I was in the woods, I'd just mindlessly eat nuts and berries. No, you wouldn't. That's how disconnected you are because you wouldn't eat fucking anything mindlessly in a food-scarce environment. Do you know what I mean? Like, like we're so, the abundance of food and the abundance of shitty, addictive, processed food, it, it's so, it's just everywhere. So it seems normal now, you know? And it's not. And so, um, I don't know. You need, you, you, just with you with your brain thinking you're just going to eat better tomorrow is never going to work. You've got to change your lifestyle. I've never seen it work without that, you know? So in our program, that's a core part of it. Um, yeah, probably because of processed food, scale back. Yeah, processed foods are always a problem. Yes, this has been pleasure, not like past weight loss. Yeah, exactly. It's all about pleasure. Hi there, I eat mostly clean, but for cheese, how bad is it really for you? 
I mean, it depends how much cheese, what kind of cheese. You know, I'm not a huge fan. I, I eat a bit of cheese here and there. Dairy in general. Certainly, if you want to lose weight, I don't know. I mean, it's let's be just it is what it is. It's 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 a substance that turns baby calves into full grown cows in a year or two. You know, I mean, that's what it is. So. I don't, what can I tell you? You know what I mean? I, I don't know. If I wanted to lose weight, I would probably cut back on cheese a lot. Oh, wait a second. I did want to lose weight. I did cut back on cheese. I don't drink milk. Um, I li- eat a little bit of cheese here and there. I know people love their cheese. So I'm not saying you have to give it up. You know, there's always, again, in my, my approach, we always optimize around your pleasure. What, what's the most pleasurable food that you eat in your life? Great. Keep that. Please don't get rid of that. As a matter of fact, we make that the central point of the whole eating plan. <laughs> but um, yeah, how bad is it really for you? It depends what kind of cheese it is. And um, depends on your body. You know what I mean? Like, so, so there's just a lot more detail that that of that. Um, thoughts on diet soda? I don't like diet soda. Um, you know, again, it calibrates your tongue to an unnaturally sweet level. So never mind that there's no calories in it. Never mind that it may give, cause you cancer. I don't. I don't really believe that. But um, what my my big problem with is that it, it calibrates your taste to unnaturally sweet levels, so that natural whole foods taste like bland and boring compared to that. You know, so the more diet sodas you're drinking, probably the less natural food you want to eat because they just taste boring and bland, you know. Um, stubborn belly fat. Well, you know, it's just fat in general. Uh, again, just clean up the, the diet. The more natural foods, you know, the less calories you, you'll be able to deal with that. Do you have a YouTube channel? Yes, um, it's Jim Katsoulis. Jim Katsoulis, K-A-T-S-O-U-L-I-S. Um, great show. Thank you. I appreciate that. Tips on muting food noise when your mind is just yelling at you and constantly thinking about food. Um, yeah, Jill, you just said that. More natural foods, the, the more you eat, the more you crave. That's what I'd say about muting the food noise. The first thing I would do, again, is the lifestyle piece. Your, your lifestyle is probably dictating more of your food noise than anything. I mean, all the commercials are too, but you're not getting away from those. If I always call it a bottom-up approach, right? Because most people think about their weight loss, they think it's a top-down approach where they're going to use willpower to just override all their physical, the physical reality, no matter what it is. And so people are sleeping like shit. Um, they're dehydrated. Uh, they're stressed out. You know, again, they're eating shit. You know, they're no nourishment. They're micronutriently starved. Um, they're not moving their bodies regularly. Their their mind's just all over the place. In that state, um, that that that's a state of food noise, you know? So... Again, in the program, the lifestyle piece, it influences the bottom-up factors, your energy levels, your um, hormones, metabolism, um, your moods, you know, your ability to think clearly, your cognitive um, you know, energy. Uh, all of these factors are what we look. Because again, we, we, it's a holistic approach. Program yourself in is a holistic approach to mastering your weight. I can't just tell you how to eat better. That's what every diet does. How's that working out for you? Um, you need to have a structured approach from the bottom up. Again, I'm sitting here... I'm I'm able to eat I'm able to follow my eating plan because my mind's calm, you know, I'm more relaxed, I'm breathing, I've nourishing the hell out of my body, so my micronutrient needs are met. I'm, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm hydrated, so that feels good as well. I'm feeling comfortable, I'm connected to my body, I move, you know, I feel alive, I feel good. So all of these things are happening, making it way easier to eat the right foods. You know? Hope that helps. You understand that. You know? So, all right, I gotta get out of here, everyone. Um <laughs> He says, that's me. Um, I know I could talk about the eating thing all day long, but but constantly thinking about food. Again, you want to switch that constantly thinking about food to constantly thinking about your health. I mean, that's kind of program yourself then because you're constantly thinking about something. It's just the thoughts you're running are, are not good right now. <laughs> the thoughts you're running, your weight is a reflection of your habitual thoughts, right? Your mindset. And so you need to change your mindset to get a different body long-term, 
you know, and that's what Program Yourself Thin is. So um, if you haven't gotten it yet, go to my bio, click that link and get that hypnosis session. Okay, that's your first step, the new Thin Me. You can listen to that and experience it. Feels great. Um, then there's a training I bring you to right after you opt in, which is uh, three steps to master your weight. You, you ought to watch it. It's about a half hour or so, right? And then, um, you know, and then, then if, if you want to, I, I talk about the program after that and I give you a discount if, if you want to get started with that. Um, but, but yeah, go opt in there and get that hypnosis session. Watch that training, right? That'll help you with all the stuff we're talking about, all right? Um, all right, everyone, have a super day. We'll talk soon. Bye.